I'm Marisol. And I'm Adam. And you are listening to the, the Reading, Reading Aloud, Aloud podcast. podcast. A podcast where the creative, emotional, and hilarious aspects of relationship communication is explored in real time by a real couple. That's us. In season two, we bring you along on our tour to keep the conversation going. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> So we had the best conversation in the car the other day, but I don't remember what it was about. Do you remember? It was about, oh man, it, what was it? It's like on the tip of my tongue because um, I was talking about light and dark and evil and good, oh, and the Star forces Wars, of yeah. evil and good in Star yeah. Wars. Um, and you know that every conversation that that boils down to Star Wars for me is a good conversation. <laughs> well, I mean, I think a lot of people would agree it's it you know it really speaks to life and the, the bigger like meta life. Yeah. But I had asked you a question, and so if you remember it at any point in this conversation or at any point period, I would love to maybe capture a couple of those nuggets of wisdom. Yes, trouser. Trouser is right up on the mic. Right Do now, you have something wagging to her say, tail. pretty girl? I think it's the fact that we haven't been the greatest puppy parents today, and she hasn't gotten nearly enough walks. Oh, humbuns. Can I help you? Can you speak? What? Oh, good girl. Oh, this is waiting to make you. Um, okay, well, so I want to talk about a couple things. It's going to be on my mind, that question. Well, pause. Pause. Um, so let's talk about... Well, what do you want to talk about first? Thanksgiving, Groundhog Day, or depression? I want to talk about um, Groundhog Day. All right. That's been on my mind. Great. So you brought this up today and or yesterday, one of these days, because it's Groundhog Day. They're all the same day. And I actually thought it was really good. I, I actually brought it up with my therapist in, in our session, and it dived into a conversation for us. And so you were like... We were going to bed. I think this was last night. Yeah, we were going to bed last night, and you were like, man, every one of these days is just like Groundhog Day. Like, we wake up, we work from home, maybe we get out of the house and run some errands, but then we just do our thing, we cook dinner, we eat dinner together, we have conversation, maybe we'll, we watch a little TV and then we go right back to bed <laughs> like it's <laughs> it's you know there's no variance and and i think it's just for me there's a good and a bad to that um and i could get into it but like i think one of the things is that it is really strict sticking out to me right now in our own world and we are very blessed and privileged in that but like how long we have been in this pandemic and quarantine i mean it's it's not that we haven't done anything but just this repetition of of not going anywhere not really traveling not really seeing people i mean it is it's getting long and yeah. the last thing i'll say really quickly is that we are only scratching the surface of the impact that this will have on our society like it, it can be three, four years down the road, and I still think that people are going to be unpacking this, like the emotions that it caused for folks. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I, you know, well, what what you said today, I don't know if you were trying to interpret how I felt about it or if this was your own experience of it, but you were like, it's almost infuriating. And I've had a very different experience. And, you know, I think that without a lot of the distractions that I normally have in my life around pretty much what I'm finding a lot of people have realized is they're, they've overextended lots of commitments, lots of distractions, lots of yeses, not enough no's, um, and just a ton of to do's. And, you know, in being in the pandemic, one of two things has happened. Either you realize that you have so much more obligation because you're taking care of your whole family, like you have kids, right? That creates a lot more obligation at home. Or you have so much less obligation, which is what we've experienced. And so in having less obligation and having a good excuse to say no um, to things I would be saying yes to you know, every day I woke up, I went to work, I worked all day, and then I would do something social, sometimes two or three social things. And, you know, the the variance was that I never knew when I was getting home or how tired I would be or this, that, or the other. But, you know, I've really appreciated wiping that slate clean. You know, the Great Reset podcast is calling it that because it's a big pause. And really reprioritizing and you were saying it sucks you of creativity. Now I am energized and inspired by other people without distraction. I have found that I am energized and inspired by myself more. Mm. And I think that that's an interesting awakening for me. That's, that's just a new experience for me. How do you think, like, what are the, what are the ways that that specifically manifested? Do you feel like once you're grounded more like your your inner creativity comes out like you were relying on other people to to give you creative inspiration and then now you're finding it within yourself or like how is that translating out for you i'm definitely inspired by other people but a lot of what will happen when i'm out with other people it's like great ideas get thrown around but if you're doing that on a daily basis every day there's a new idea and a new thing and a new this and although occasionally some of those ideas come to fruition a lot of times it's just a lot of talk and then at the end of the day we get home and we are all thinking to ourselves I don't want to talk to that person. I don't want to spend time with that person. I don't want to do that project. Mm-hmm. Like the commitment aspect of it kind yeah, of falls like, into place. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like we're looking for a way out because we feel overcommitted and we're overextended and we're tired. Yeah. Now I'm like, I can see clearly what I want to be doing with my time because mm-hmm. I haven't. Do you feel like there's more value on your time because you're, you, you've realized by working just by yourself all the time, how much time it takes to do things or like there's, I don't know, like there's a less, a do less better kind of mentality. 100% do less better. Mm -hmm. Also, I've really been able to, you know, some of these projects that take time, I've had the time to work on them. And then, you know, visioning out for the future, I've had a couple people reach out over the past year and say, you know, I really think we could collaborate here, here, and here. And I just had somebody reach out to me again today about collaboration. And there's really a few of those collaborations that I'm looking forward to in the new year or when the pandemic passes. And I think that because of the time to think, to sit and go, is this in alignment? Do I really like it? You know, the fact that there's especially one invitation out there that I baby or, you know, like no matter what, like even with the baby, I am super excited to do it. 
Yeah, and that tells you something. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other ones, it's like, okay, if they happen, they happen. But like, I'm not. So it's, it feels like you've gotten some clarity oh, yeah. out of out of all this. And when you were much more social in non-COVID times, that clarity wasn't as, or you didn't have as much clarity. And, and this there was wasn't really time sp- Specifically it. around work things we're talking about here. Yeah. No, social stuff too. I mean, priorities around social stuff. You know, I, we've done some social distance and some outdoor stuff with some people. And it's just clear which ones really fill me up. You know, that's a hard environment to be in socially because you're tracking space and distance. If you're you know, really paying attention and you're recognizing like, you know, we're really relying on history and the, the beauty of this conversation. Cause we can't get close. We can't just merge in whatever ways we were merging before, just like in these old ways, we're really like looking at like, what's at the heart of this relationship and is it working under these conditions? Uh, am I having a good time? I spend so little time with so few people that I'm really recognizing you know, when I get together with somebody of like, oh, wow, that really filled me up or mm, I'd actually mm. rather be at home right now. Right, right, right. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I think I think there's some similarities with my experience and, and also some differences. I, I, I think that, you know, for me, what what being what the perpetual groundhog day of COVID has created is this base for grounding and I, oh, Trouser, she is needing attention today. She is Talks right up on attention. the mic. Um, I'm sorry if, if folks are getting a ton of background noise because the, the puppy, puppy love here. They like it. So I think what it has created for me is, you know, I really need to feel my most fullest self. I need to be very oriented. And this comes up a couple different ways in my life in the sense of like at work, I really like to take time for context and setting the context. I think that's constantly important to keep doing. You make fun of me because I like to show up early to parties because I like to know the layout, the everything. I like to be grounded and have be oriented to the party to really open up in my fullest extent. And the perpetual groundhog day of COVID has allowed me to do that in my own work and space. And that's been really healthy. Like I I have been able to really orient to new projects and exciting conversations and, and all of this stuff. I feel like the time that I've had to, to orient to that and not work traveling, not as much personal traveling, yada, 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 has allowed me to open that up. And I've been so grateful for it. So that's a similarity with us. That's a similarity. At the same time, I've actually recognized that creates productivity for me, but my creativity, the other side of it, comes from motion, comes from me being in motion, talking, interacting, creating, like... I am not creative when I am still. I need to be in motion to be truly creative and truly inspired. That's why running is such a a great outlet for me because I have some of my most creative, inspired thoughts while I'm running. And I think that like there are micro things like, oh, go take a walk and think about it. Okay, yes, I see that. But on a bigger scale of like where I my body physically is like stable in this house perpetually week after week after week and I'm not moving around or working in different places or seeing different things 
that has really been kind of crazy making on my broader ability to be creative. And that seems like a difference because you seem to be, you know, opening up that creativity. And so, yeah, that's that's just kind of how I'm experiencing the Groundhog Day of days of COVID. Yeah. And I think it's a both and for me, too, because, again, you know, especially in conversation with people, I'm that's when my ideas start to flow. And so I don't think I can really even though we've never had a pandemic like this and, you know, we've never been in this situation, I don't think that I could even compare it to life before this because I've been pregnant for the majority of the pandemic now. Because I was so sick in the beginning of pregnancy, I don't think that I would have wanted to do much anyways. And I've been so grateful to have uh, easy access to the bed <laughs> and just the, the being, you know, anywhere comfortable. Right. And Having lunch right in the fridge and things yeah, like that. Stuff you like know. that. Yeah. And, yep. and so I don't think I can really compare it because I don't, I've never been pregnant before. So it's like two new things. And, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. but you and I, I think traveling with you creates a lot time off and we just haven't taken as much time off. I think a lot of that creates, um, you know, traveling with you, like getting yeah. in the car yeah. with you is right. really always one of the things that makes me most creative and you and I, but you know, I mean, the other day we were doing our workout and you came up with a brilliant idea. Yeah. That, yeah. Starting in the new year. Right. Right. Which we're so excited to share with you all. Are you going to hide not it? Yet. No. Oh, de- oh, we're not going to share it. We're not going to talk not gonna, about it. You don't want to talk gonna, about it right now. This is what we call a tease. We're Do y'all tease feel it. teased? Teased. I feel like. You feel, you feel you're horrified is what you are. Why wouldn't you just tell people? Cuz cuz you got to you got to build something up. What's your plan here? You got to build something up. You can't just like drop all the info, you know, with because we have I don't know, maybe five or six more podcasts um to go before the new year. Like we we build it up, we get people excited about it. And so the tease is we are dropping something new in the new year that you and all your friends are going to be so excited to follow you know what along I just, with. You know what that I just, just just wait, just just get excited at this point. <laughs> you, it really is exciting, but also I feel like we might have sounded like ninety year olds when we're like we're dropping something. I mean, Ooh, yeah. I mean, oh, so what's the new term for dropping? I don't know if it's dropping. The uh, well, what is it? Trouser, I don't do think know? we know. I think that's the reason why we said dropping. Well, if we know, you know, text it to me. <laughs> Page me. Page me. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I used to joke with my friend that like when when we're old, we're, we're going to be like sitting around texting our friends and they'll be like, you guys still text? What the heck? What's the new thing going to be? Oh, I totally think it's going to be like projected, you know, holograms of people. Mm-hmm. You send little like holograms of yourself. <clears throat> anyway so are we going to talk about talk depression thanksgiving. or thanksgiving okay um well 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 no let's talk about depression we'll save thanksgiving for last just talk about thanksgiving i don't really know what we're gonna do. i mean thanksgiving sucks this year <laughs> it sucks <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what that about sums it up well so we may get the chance to see your parents just your mom and dad and i love that idea and i'm actually it doesn't actually suck for me what would suck is going to our regular 50 person thanksgiving and getting covid yeah. so we're you know things are different in the world of gatherings and so we've adapted and i'm fine with adapting you know what i'm worried about what that we're gonna have to make a last minute decision not to see your parents and we're not really prepared for that we don't have yeah. any food that would have us be prepared for that and i think 
emotionally, it might hit us a little harder than we think. And I have been prepared all along to spend every holiday by, by ourselves. And I've had beautiful holidays. Like I, I've actually spent two, two, three Christmases on my own. And not that, that that baffles me, by the way. Well, I don't... to to be clear, not just me, right? But like one, they both instances I was. Didn't dating. you go to a Denny's on one? Golly gee, that wasn't or no. eat beef jerky for yeah. dinner. <laughs> Be- seriously, that was Christmas Day. Yeah, Christmas Day. Christmas Day. It was like I was dating somebody, and we went to their mom's boyfriend's house. So it was like the boyfriend's family. The mom's boyfriend's family. And the person I was dating and his brother, they didn't think that that family was very cool. So it was like we were, they were making fun of the family. I was like, okay, first of all, it's Christmas. <laughs> and then we leave because his goal was to get out of there as fast as possible because that was the kind of like person the he cool was. cool thing to do. Yeah. yeah. And so we get out of there as fast as possible. And then we're, it's like three o'clock on Christmas day. And I'm like, well, what, what are we doing? I mean, we, we didn't have any food. We didn't have any food in the house. So we were like, well, let's go to the grocery store. No. You can, go, you, can go, you can go eat Chinese food, go to the movies. Not, we were not that smart. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. We, so closed. Uh-huh. And then we, so we went to Walgreens by the mall and, all, <laughs> and we bought the food. <laughs> we bought beef jerky and cheese and a can of beans. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, I mean, I think I think I was twenty five or four. I mean, so so if if folks are spending Christmas by themselves, prepare. I think that the, the yeah the message out of that is prepare buy some damn least. cookies at least. Yeah. So anyways, so that was one, and then I had a, a great Christmas with somebody else I dated, and we it was just fine. You know, we just like decked the halls, and then you know had a good. <laughs> great <laughs> should have seen the face i gave <laughs> i mean like we we had decorations and we had totally i'm picking up what you're putting down uh, we had a bunch of craft projects it to was do. more the it was more the enunciation <laughs> of that you were just saying we just decked the halls and <laughs> i feel so dorky I feel so dorky. <laughs> Do you have people like rooting you on or something? Well, so so now that I remember, it was like a three day. It was very snowy. It was like a three day holiday that I was off work, and we we bought crafts for Christmas Day. But then I think it was Christmas night. We had it was like all of my best friends had agreed to stay in town that year, so we had a bunch of my best friends over. And they had been like with whoever they were dating at the time. And then my dearest friend who's in, who at the time was in her sixties and her daughter. And that was so fun. And I made a a Christmas cake Yeah. and we had a big family dinner and then we danced dance revolution, I think. Oh, that's fun. We weed. (laughs) We're so dated. you, you, You played dance dance revolution on Wii. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. And it was a great Christmas. Yeah, but t- sounds great. Yeah. So, anyways, and you 
you've never spent a Christmas. I have never spent a Christmas away from the house that I grew up in. And that's 35 been, years straight or 34 years straight. And that's been such a joy for me to be at Christmas at your house because I love the way that your family celebrates and I love the feeling of their house on Christmas and I love the fact that since I've known you, we've had nieces. Wait, how, and now this conversation that started around Thanksgiving just went to Christmas. Does that say anything about how we prioritize holidays? No. So what we're saying, so what it all started out with was you You said this worst Christmas ever or worst Thanksgiving ever. And I was saying, I will, if we get the chance to go see your parents, I will very much look forward to it because I love being at their home in this season, like the Got winter yep, season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's nice. And so I hope that we get to, but I think if we end up staying home, it might hit us hard, even though it's such a beautiful thing to celebrate just peacefully and quietly Mm -hmm. by ourselves. And that's what I was going to say. I mean, you've brought this up a ton, and maybe this can be a, a transition to depression, but like folks' inability to take a little bit of a break it's not trying to devalue the importance of those situations and but, tradition and, and traditions ritual. and and those things are really really important believe me i know but it's been a deterioration of people's ability of our societal ability and i'm sure mine included just like society's general ability to see something greater than like what's right in front of them you know work for something greater and we see that in immediate gratification and we've cultivated this ability to i just can't see that me taking this action leads to something greater and you know you see this in people having an inability to not go out and see their friends when there's a pandemic to the fact that most people most young people and uh, middle-aged adults right now don't have any savings for retirement. I think that this pandemic has really shined. It's shined a spotlight on a lot, but it has shined a spotlight on that fact, and it's really going to be telling here during the holidays of people who you know are able to kind of connect it into something bigger. I really want to. I really want to be. I really want to take a strong stance on this, and I I'm in alignment with you, babe. And I also. You know, and I think that there's some danger in this. I was talking with a friend of mine and I was sort of saying, you know, well, people can make whatever decision they want. And she was like, no, this isn't negotiate. This isn't a uh, negotiable. Like this isn't negotiable. This is this is happening. And when when people are making decision to get together in large groups, they're essentially saying and I read a great I read a great article on this recently of like just the 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 thing that I've heard most people say most is, well, if I get it, I'll be okay. Well, first of all, you don't know that. Second of all, great. You're thinking you're just taking responsibility for yourself. But then I started to read into the article more and just really talking about like all of the ways in which anytime you need access to any kind of medical or health care, you are detracting from somebody else's need for health care or medical care, especially in a hospital setting. And that there's a domino effect. So, you know, I, on the one hand, I, I am somebody who says, let people make whatever decision they want to make. I'm just going to keep making the right one for me. And I think that that's, that, that creates a lot of sanity in my life as far as how I live my life. 
Um, it's of course harder when it gets closer into your circles, like people you love and you see them making decisions and you're like, I don't want you to make that one, but I'm, I'm very much in alignment to that. I do find myself at this point, like getting frustrated in the sense of it didn't have to be this bad. It didn't have to take this long. It didn't have to be this bad. This many people did not have to die. This many businesses did not have to shut down. If we took some responsibility for the greater good, and and I'm not saying I I know that like even countries that have had much more stringent restrictions and lockdowns, COVID is still a thing in their country. I get that, and so I'm not saying that it would be gone and going away, and we wouldn't have any problems right now, but we wouldn't have as much death, we wouldn't have as much closed business, we wouldn't have as much people on unemployment if we we thought about, you know, something greater rather than just I'm going to be okay myself or it's okay because of this or I'm going to cut corners with this. And I say that with all respect to everybody who has to go to work and everybody's lives who, you know, they don't have a choice. We are completely privileged in our ability to work from home and that we still have a job. That is a huge privilege and a huge blessing. And I'm not necessarily no, no, it's extra- getting passionate it's, no, no, about it's the-, the extraneous stuff. It's not that. It's yeah, not, it's not work. It's not people's it's not- livelihood. Yeah, people not- trying to keep a livelihood. It's people who are who are yeah. So in our book this morning, we yeah. talked about cancel culture and we were reading about how we want to create groups of people who are doing it differently than us and then basically shame, blame, whatever, direct our anger and attention there. And just how easy it can be, especially like to, especially in the world of memes and stuff like to put people out there to hang to dry and be like, this is the choice you're making. And, you know, I don't know, there are people who would look at our decision to, you know, we've been to maybe three or four restaurants in the, since March, you know, we've gone out to eat outside a few times, not in the restaurant, but like sat outside You know, we've done a couple social distance things here and there. I mean, you know me, I was a germ phobe before, so I'm really hyper-conscious now. But, you know, there's bound to be somebody who looks at our life and says, you're doing it wrong. And there's so much eagerness to judge. And so I just want to kind of keep that top of mind for us. It's this balance between holding ourselves and others accountable and not, not saying, whatever people can make whatever decision they want being like, no, we actually need to unify around this and get real with it. And always with that, that, that for the least of them, right. You know, that, that, you know, kind of religious terminology, we do this for the least of them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because the, the, those who need it most, that's who we are keeping in mind when we are making these decisions. It's not the people who are going to get the best treatment at the best hospital, who are the healthiest, who are most likely to survive. We're doing it for the least of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's really powerful imagery. And thank you for sharing that, you know, and I appreciate you bringing up the, you know, the aspects of cancel culture in here. And I agree fully with that in that it's a difficult tightrope to walk into understanding and meeting people where they're at and also being firm in what is good for the least of us, as you put it. And, you know, that's something that we're consistently having to navigate. And also, you know, we're saying our things through our own opinions and, 
you know, things that we're reading as well. There was that weird, weird um, experiment that we saw that post that was like, it had the word green needle and the word brainstorm. And it was like, you will hear whatever word you're reading. And, you know, I did it 90 times. I like tried to read the other word, but say the other word in my head. And it was, it was just wild how it actually, um, without fail, like you heard the word you were reading. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think about people's decision-making and they're basing it on information they're receiving and life experience in their best judgment. And so know that it's, it's, it's like, this is not taking a stand, but it is, you know, where my compassion for people lives. It's like a it's knowing, a great point. but it's hard. Cause I think we need to be taking a stand and unapologetically. There's just such a, such a difference to me when we're giving, you know, we're giving those broader opinions that are taking a stand, talking more theoretically than when you're relating to people one-on-one -on -one, and you need to be doing both. And I think that the, the issue comes up for me, this is just how I perceive it. The issue comes up for me when people in a very, take a very like broad stance and apply it to one single individual and one single situation. Not that it can't be representative of something, but like that's where the like calling out instead of calling in and the shaming and the cancel culture comes into play when a whole cultural aspect gets applied to a very specific situation not that that situation couldn't be representative of it or a collection of those type of situations are representative of something but clearly each situation is individual and unique and when you're interacting with that specific person or that specific situation there's a different way that you approach it i'd love to make a commitment with you that no matter what happens for thanksgiving I and mean, what do you think like what what if we had to call it last minute and we weren't able to see your parents? How would you feel? You know, I would feel I would feel sad. Um but I would feel grounded and okay in the sense that this is the time that we're living in. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean there's there's I I guess I'm what I'm saying is I feel like I have enough awareness to know that there are bigger things at work here than my own you know, their needs, yeah. needs right Let now. Let me ask you, do you think that, so like, what if we couldn't do this week because of a couple of X factors? Do you think three weeks from now we could, you know, stay quarantined and have a redo? Sure. Anything's possible. You know, anything's possible. I just really want to see your family, you know? Yeah. yeah. I've said that since the beginning, but I don't want to do and it. It's just my mom and dad. Yeah, but I mean, I am noticing that it would be hard to go the whole year without seeing your, I mean, sister and her kiddos too. It's just, it's a lot. It's a lot, yeah. And and I think that's okay to be able to express that and to feel that, you know, grief and sorrow. Um, and I think people's inability to sometimes deal with that leads to decisions that, that, that deal with disappointment leads to decisions that aren't rationally or I don't know the right word or like you know the the best decision for in that time because like I'd rather put I'd rather take the risk than deal with the grief 
because we're so inept at being able to deal with grief and, and loss. And you know, and that's not a personal Again, there I am making generalizations no, 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 about but that's, people. Right. That and that's not a personal problem. That is in fact a cultural norm. That is there's no training around grief. People don't talk about dying. People don't it's like people don't talk about sex, money or death. And so, you know, that's not something that we are open to talking about as 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 freely in our culture i think more so now we are than we were but you know that's let's you know our commitment is to talk about sex money and death and we've done that a few times on the podcast that's a great podcast name by the way does it have something to do with what we're launching on january 1st nothing nothing okay good so then but then also i just want to say you know that there's like collective grief there's so much grief and you know i don't and then the coping tools and then the lack of mental health awareness awareness or support around mental health. It's like if we allow ourselves to dip into the grief, then what happens? Do we panic? Do we get depressed? Do we, you know, how do, how do we respond to that? And are there tools and support for us? And do we have people we can talk to about it? So people are buffering from grief because, you know, there's systems that are completely like so such a lack of system to support the outcome of what happens when we get into grief and you know, so I agree with you. And, you know, we haven't talked about this explicitly on the podcast and this would be the time, but I just really believe wholeheartedly that there is some real room for contemplation in this year, quiet contemplation, mm -hmm. Get, mm -hmm. getting quiet with ourselves. And when we do noticing, do we like who we we see? Yeah. Authentic, building an authentic relationship with ourselves. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, I've avoided quiet many times in my life and I'm, I've looked for outlets even in the midst of the pandemic to not be quiet. Um, but I have definitely leaned into more contemplation time. Yeah. So, yeah. Oof. Thanks for sharing. That was a lot. Covered a lot of ground there. Anything else? No, I feel, I feel, you know, there's a lot to chew on there and, and, you know, our, our hope in this podcast is that those listening um, take all of those bouncing around of topics that we just talked about and have more conversation around it because that is the way that we continually create authentic relationships and connect with each other is through real conversation with people and so so if you're going blessings to a, on your conversation if you're going to a party of 50 <laughs> or more please remember to bring these topics up yeah all right love you babe happy thanksgiving thanks y'all for listening and participating we always have a great time with you and if you enjoy the podcast please go online and rate review share this with your friends this is the way that we build this community yeah all right bye, bye.